Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim G.K. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of the Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of the Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have... Dr. Brock Rossi, he's going to uh the recent debate. He's going to analyze that. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, please go ahead and join us in the chat room. We're going to take a short break real quick. We'll be back in a moment uh, with Dr. Rossi. Thank you all for listening to the Core Business Show. We'll be back in one moment at this, per- at this break. You're listening to the Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. We need to take a short break real quick, and we'll be back in one moment uh, so we can get Dr. Rossi on the line. We'll be back in one moment. In the meantime, let's go listen to Corpus Christi Choir and Corpus Christi uh, singing Blue Skies. Okay, that was a uh, corpus critique choir uh, singing blue. Uh, Dr. Rossi, welcome to the program. I'm glad to be with you. I guess to begin with, our uh, listeners love personal stories about our guests. Would you mind tell us about yourself? About myself? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm a political psychologist. I uh, I come in characteristics uh, of political figures. We also take a look at the. Um, Ecological aspects of the different um, issues of the day, whether it's uh, the issue in New York or the individual mandate, Penn State, things like that. The psychological factors associated with um, folks and also the issues. 
within your experience, and you watch recent debates, uh, at there these uh, four debates were at a different dynamic. Uh, one was more laid back, the first one, and then the rest of them just went across the board. Kind of tell us what's the the position that you must uh, be in when you're actually on national television. Looking at you, you have to score points. Everything from your where you wear, your, the way you hold yourself, the way you present your topics, the way you even answer a question. Kind of tell us on the layman's term what makes this whole picture uh, when you actually uh, analyze a particular person. Well, that, that's a really great question. Um, I scored uh, all four of the debates for the New York Daily News, and basically what I think is most important is how they project their personality. Uh, for example, if you looked at the first debate, and you looked at Romney and how he challenged the president and how he came across, and if you look at his facial expressions and how he presented himself, he, he was quite animated. Uh, his facial features seemed quite positive, and um, he extremely well prepared. If you look at the last debate, it was a complete turnaround. If you looked at Romney, he wasn't using his hands uh, very definitively. He looked like he was rather subdued. His facial expression weren't the same. And if, if, you look, if you notice carefully, he was blinking his eyes a great deal because I think he was very tentative on foreign policy. So to answer your question, uh, the way to really handle yourself is to be prepared and present your personality your own personality traits and characteristics around the issues and around the questions that are that are asked to you. And in the last two debates, uh, I scored for the president because I thought he presented himself very well with traits and characteristics when he answered questions. He gave more concise, clearer, well-defined answers, and he had a mindset that was very, very in tune to uh, connecting words. But that, those are the factors that I think are most important. Do you think with Romney, with his last debate, it was actually intentional? Just don't say very much. Keep it low-key, and you're already ahead. Just leave it alone. I'd rather be safe than be sorry for something else to come out. There's a lot of truth to what you're saying there. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think what happens is uh, you, you saw what happened. I mean, you really didn't looked like he was at the same level as the president. The president made a similar mistake in the first debate. <clears throat> the mental set that, that Romney had going into this probably was, you know, don't let's not I get hurt. Uh, I'm not the expert on foreign policy. The president is. I mean, he deals with it every day. So he tried to present himself as best as possible and limit his exposure. You could see it. I mean, you could see that he really was not somebody who, who was winning that debate. Uh, he, he didn't look as polished, as fluid. His thinking wasn't uh, with the same clarity as the president. And he, he spoke more in generalities than specifics. And uh, I, I think it showed. Uh, I mean, and it was very different than his performance in the first debate. And they are just was mostly attentional. Um, I probably, and like, you know, mentioned that, you know, your head is already ahead. But uh, at this point, it doesn't matter. People are already starting to vote. Well, I, I don't know about being ahead of people. I mean, I, I think there's some truth to that. Okay. But, but the bottom bottom line is I think both camps know that this is going to be a close election. And um, 
I don't I don't think Ron McCamp uh, thinks. I mean, I'm just being a psychologist here, trying to perceive what's going on. I don't think the Romney camp or the Obama camp thinks that they that they're necessarily um, a solid winner. I, I think that they both feel they need um, to, to pick up um, a lot of ground and present themselves as best as possible. And um, you know, if you look at those battleground states, uh, you know, I think the the most important factor is going to be who presents their personality best and connects with voters. And you know, I, I always say there's there's uh, the Republican red states, there's the, the blue states for the Democrats, but the most important state is the state of mind of the voter. And that state of mind is going to be who they feel they're connecting to emotionally, not just likability, but the personality they admire that they want in a leader. And I think that's that's going to be the determining factor. Do you think it's going to be like uh, many analysts believe uh, it's going to happen like in 2000? Uh, you had Kerry who carried the proper vote, and you had Bush who carried the most important, the electoral vote. Do you uh, even the, the the numbers are going to maybe be that close, one with one and one with the other? I, I think that it will be close, and, I, and I've been saying this all along because uh, – uh, if, if you look at the issues and the psychology of the, the day and, and the personalities, um, I think it's going to be a close election, and I think it could go um, either way. Uh, and that's why I also say personality and who connects best, especially over the last um, uh, two weeks, you know, with any, any possible undecided, I don't know how many there are, but who connects best on their personality and, and, appear, and appears to be um, a, a person of vision, a person who's consistent, comfortable in their own skin, those things really matter. Hmm. So if we take the particular personalities of both, I mean, you're dealing with two different men, two different backgrounds, two different experiences. How will you summarize uh, both candidates as a whole? Uh, you have uh, Governor Romney, you have President uh, Obama. From your experience in uh, and your expertise, how will you actually size up differences between the two? Well, that's a good question, too. I, I think with Obama, uh, he has a, a very unusual trait. It's, a, it's an incredible skill set. He has a trait that I call simplicity of thought, where uh, you've seen this uh, when he debated McCain. You've seen it when he debated um, Hillary. And, and the last two debates that came out as well it was not there in the first one. But it, it, I call it simplicity of thought. Mm -hmm. Where, with his thinking, he brings out, and you get it, you get of his thought and his idea. He presents it very well, extremely clear, and he enunciates very well, and he doesn't use a lot of words to make his point. He gets to it with a lot of clarity, and that's the kind of personifies his personality, and that's why he won the presidency. Uh, that's why he beat back Hillary in my view, is his, his overwhelming personality traits and characteristics. Now, with Romney, if you remember, he finished third in 2008. He finished behind Huckabee and behind McCain. And I think his personality has not been up to either a Huckabee or a McCain, quite frankly. And I think his personality was highly qualified for the first debate. And um, after the first debate, I think he, he presented himself as someone who was more competent, uh, had a lot of good talking points from his perspective, and he seemed like he was more acceptable since the first debate. But I, I still see him as somebody who 
when I talk about a winning personality, and I, I'm thinking about a Ray here on the Republican side, where I'm talking about a Tom Kane Sr., uh, who's chairman of the 9-11 Commission, the two-term governor in New Jersey. These guys, as Republicans, are consistent being themselves. Uh, they're very good listeners. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be scripted. And I don't see Romney falling into that category where he presents his personality as well as some of the really top Republicans of the past. And uh, I, I think he, he, he does come across as rather robotic at times. So that's an issue. And uh, he's working on it, I'm sure. But uh, he's trying hard on the stump now after the debates. But uh, I see a difference between the two candidates and how, they, how well they project themselves. Well, have you seen any growth um, with – he's been running for president for for 12 years now. Have you seen any growth in him uh, – it's awesome to run for 12 years and you finally make it there. Make it there. But from the very beginning, uh, if you watched him 10 years ago to today's date, have you seen any great improvements uh, in his personality? Well, you know, uh, uh, even from, from 2008, I, I think that he's more fluid. Okay. I mean, I think that he what he does is he presents himself now as somebody who's very well prepared uh, whether he's on the stump or in a debate, he has his talking points that he goes to. He goes to the manner, a more fluid manner. He's a little bit more comfortable doing that. Uh, however, I, I still don't see him as really projecting a certain personality type with who he is. For example, if I was advising him, I would him from the beginning. Be a businessman. Look at a guy like Michael Bloom. He doesn't have a great personality, but people like him, and they certainly respect him. And he's a billionaire. He's not just uh, worth a couple hundred million. He's a billionaire. Nobody holds that against him. Mm -hmm. And he comes across as kind of a business guy with business savvy. He says what he's very consistent. He does not flip-flop. And I think Romney has had some issues with the flip-flopping and the changes um, in, in his positions. And um, I... I, I I don't know how that's going to affect him uh, in the long run here, but it's um, it could, at the end of the day, be a determining factor. So, so if you know, what was the the magic behind um, uh, one of the candidates last year? I mean, um, it, I forgot his name. It's Kane. Um, Kane last year, and he stood out as a been a practical businessman, and he was up, and then he was down. But what was the magic behind him that people got attracted to last year? And because still people are not sold on Romney, it's like are you choosing you either have this or that. And I know his probably his faith is questioning some people, and have a somewhat issue with that. The psychology of his candidacy. And some magic of some of the people who rose to occasion last year went up and down on the polls. Uh, what's the difference between the two? That is that personal appeal people look for. I think so. Actually, I really feel that um, it, it's 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 not just likability. Let's make sure we know that. Okay. But it's really the pers the personal appeal. I like that what you said there. Personal appeal to me means the personality that project what kind of characteristics are a winning personality and, some, and people look to see someone and there's really four characteristics that i have in my article on a winning personality one is that they're comfortable being themselves 
I've been consistent over time. Do they say the same thing? Uh, three, uh, they never discard people. They never dismiss anybody. Even if they disagree with some folks, they always seem to be uh, engaged. And then, uh, and then finally, you know, their, their thought process is such that they always project out to be a good listener. If you met this guy on the street, would he listen to you? Reagan. If you met Reagan, he'd, he'd talk to you. If you met Tom Kane Sr., who doesn't have a great person, he's a Republican, he'd fit to talk to you, and he'd listen. Does Romney meet those four criteria? And I think he has some challenges there. Wow. You think it's a love or hate relationship with the Republican Party here? Does it look like he he has the best chance of winning than all the other candidates? I mean, we're not happy with him, but this is all we got, so we just go ahead and support him. Well, I think there's been a – I used the word love-hate. I think that's kind of going down the right road. Um, uh, I don't know if I'd say exactly those terms, but you know, they, the people on the far right of the Republican Party are, 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 have their own views, and they're, they're, they're very um, rigid views in many respects. They're very, very one-sided, and he has to contend with those folks, and then he also has to deal with the, mo- the moderates in, in the Republican Party, and that's a challenge for him. It is, and it's, it's hard. It would be hard for anyone, I think, in the Republican Party right now to appease uh, all the folks just in the party, let alone you know the rest of the country. That any Democrats or independents. So I, I think that you're onto something. I think it's a real challenge for him to try to uh, be the person for uh, for the Republican Party as a whole. What do you think uh, things will get with either candidate? Uh if either wins. So if Romney wins, you know, of course, they, they're facing some huge and tough issues. Regardless, whatever happens, they're going to be faced with uh, something that a lot of people really don't want to deal with. So either bar- party has to deal with that. What do you think it's going to look like uh, from a Romney administration or another Obama administration, in your opinion? Well, I... I think that what you, what you would see uh, with, the, with the Romney administration, somebody who would probably move to the center, and he might uh, he might have some um, hostilities from from the people on the right, but he would have to deal as, uh, with everybody, and he probably would move to the center like he did in the first debate. Um, I think with the with the Obama team, if they want, I try to come up with some way to push for compromises on certain issues and try to make some gains in the, in the last four years that he could not uh, get to in first. So I, I see, you know, a real, uh, a real, a lot of gamesmanship, uh, a lot of psychology going forward no matter who wins here. What is the mindset of a person who ever wants to uh, run for office, I mean, for the President of the United States? I mean, it's stressful. Uh, your life is at risk forever. What is the mindset of that having that particular power in a person that would actually take on this responsibility in office? Well, that's a really fine question. Um, I think you know you have to be a little bit egocentric, that's for sure. I think you have to be a person who really believes that you can make a difference. Uh, it's, it's someone who does have a quest for power and authority, um, certain personality traits that make you feel that you uh, can be so effective to, to affect the nation and the world, um, you have to have a pretty big ego, and uh, you, you have uh, 
a mindset that, that there's certain goals that you have that are very, very large goals. And, um, and, and you know, those kinds of folks are, um, are few and far between in terms of who really wants um, and has the, the, the temperament to, to do that. In either case, I guess you, if you in office, you win, but it's just the psychology of having every decision that you make affects everyone, life or death, and that's pretty much in your hands. Uh, from the soldiers that are risking their lives to orders, you know, across the board, I mean, it has to be a certain makeup of a person who wants to take on that, the responsibility for something like that. Well, I think I think people again who, who feel that they overall they can affect change, they can be a leader. Uh, people people really like the sense that they can be a leader, and also you know you have to remember if these are folks who really like a challenge. Obviously, there can't be anything more challenging than being president. And if you like a challenge, and if you like to really uh, see what you can do under pressure, uh, you know this is uh, this is the top. You know? Last question um, before you make your closing statements. Hillary Clinton, of course, is, this is going to be her last term as Secretary of State. Uh, do you think she's going to run in the future? Well, I think that is really uh, still up in the air for her. And I'll tell you why I say that. I, I think she's exhausted. I think she um, decided that she was going to give this role as Secretary of State, her, her very, very best effort. I think you saw that. Uh, I think her her, her poll astonishingly high. I mean, it's, it's incredible how well she is viewed by most everyone, and uh, not only in the United States, but uh, uh, around the world. And I think it's probably because she's she really very sincere in, in her effort to do this job and did it you know, extraordinarily well. Uh, Lisa Rice did it job also before her, so to call him Powell. But the, the problem the problem that I think she has is whether or not she feels she can have enough energy and enough health um, to really run. And um, I, I have a feeling, if I was going to bet, it would lean in the direction that after she took uh, six months or a year off, she would to, to, to actually run. That's, that's my, I would get a little edge uh, in favor of her possibly saying yes, then no. And it's going to matter. It depends on uh, who, of course, if we have another Democrat uh, in office, it's going to affect our decision as well. Uh, sure. Was, yeah, that's, a, that's a fact. It was a, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a Republican. Definitely, you know, I can see she's running. But I guess the the biggest thing is it's going to happen after the election as well, if it's going to be Yeah, easy. I mean, if, if Obama wins, you know, and, and things are going reasonably well. I mean, they're not going to be perfect, that's for sure. Um, let, no matter who wins, um, uh, it, then, then you know, there there would be like an open um, seat there for a Democrat to run because Obama wouldn't run again, and she'd have to make a decision as to whether she wanted to, to do that. And the other thing is that, um, from a psychological and emotional standpoint, more than political, she could probably run. And not have a, a primary challenge. Yeah, I think that with her husband and with the Democratic Party, they would probably all coalesce behind her. Absolutely. So that 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 would probably help her thinking, her mind, 
well because you know if she has to go through it, uh, another primary season like she did against uh, Obama, I, I don't know if she really would. So, so there's a lot of factors that be uh, lean uh, saying that she she might just just go. Okay. Any last comments that you'd like to leave us with? Well, just, just actually that, uh, once again, I, I say that at the end of the day, the most important factor, I know interviews are important, but the most important factor is how a candidate presents their personality, wraps their personality issues. I don't mean likability. I mean those traits that I mentioned before, especially being comfortable in your own skin and consistent over time, being a good listener. Those things are really important because when the voter goes into the booth, they're going to be thinking about who they connect with, not what happened in Benghazi, uh, uh, Libya. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. I really appreciate it, Dr. Roski, you joining the program this morning. It was was great. I mean, got a lot of insight. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Enjoy well, speaking with you. Thank also, do you have a website if they want to look up uh, information about you? Thank you for listening to the Corporate Tim J.K., your host. Everybody, have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim J.K. For more information about equipment financing and asset-based loans, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. Or call us at 866-611-7457. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. And thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.